everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Awakened. And if you're watching the show, welcome to the brand new AGA Network Studio A. Oh, man, the first is, episode here. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. A lot of hard work and uh, a yep. lot of teammates that came to pull this together. And yeah. First episode in the new Studio A, and uh, we've got other ones coming online. But man, so exciting to be doing the show. Yeah, uh, we've been saying for... Gosh, a couple months now, I think we're working on a studio, working on a studio. We here were, it is. we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> so there's still, I mean, we still have a lot of work to do behind the scenes, obviously. So bear with us today as we have, you know, just some different technology set up and everything. But for all intents and purposes, this thing is ready to rock and roll and we're doing this thing. This is awesome. Yeah, just uh, amazing. Uh, again, a shout out to the team. Uh, many of them we won't ever see on camera, but, <laughs> right. uh, but that are, that are in the house and that are working on, uh, making this place, uh, a really awesome place to be. Yeah. So if you're just listening to the podcast of the show today, uh, it's, it'd be worth your time. Go check it out on, uh, AGA TV, go to AGA.network, check it out on rumble. We might throw a couple clips here and there on YouTube. There's definitely topics today that we're not putting on YouTube. So <laughs> like usual, like but usual, check yeah. out the show. I mean, the studio looks awesome. And things are really moving. Yeah. Things are really moving. Um, what else? So make sure you're following us on Facebook and Getter. We already mentioned Rumble. Um, oh, yes. Definitely join our Locals community, our AGA network community on Locals. Go to supportaga.com and you can uh, join our Locals community there where we post news stories throughout the week. Try to stay a little more in touch with everybody since at the moment we're only doing the show once a week, but there's news happening every day. Every day. So we're trying to stay up on it there. So make sure you're following us on local support AGA.com. And lastly, make sure if you want to become an AGA network insider, text the word AGA to 330-619-4497. That is AGA to 330-619-4497 to become an AGA insider today. All right. Well, I think we kind of talked about the show, what we wanted to do this week and I think we kind of agreed, right? The theme of the show, we wanted it to be focused more on what's happening at home while all the mainstream media outlets and everybody you listen to anywhere, TikTok, social media influencers yep. are telling you, let's just all focus on Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, the, the whole world were experts on coronavirus and now they're all experts on world relations and yeah, right. war, war overseas. I, I think that there's so much going on at home that if we take our focus off of what's happening here in the States. I, we we're praying for them and we, we want this thing to be done. But if we take our focus off of what's going on here, as you're going to find out through the show, um, there's a, there's a lot that's been sneaking under the radar here in the U S that's been passed and that has been uh, talked about that is not being covered by any of the news, but significantly affects every single life. Yeah. So for a really nice example, does everybody out there remember COVID? That that <laughs> thing we dealt with for two years that was like an existential, existential, I can't even say that word. It was a big threat. It was a big deal. Um, so we had COVID, we had all these vaccine mandates that they were pushing on everybody. And then as soon as the polls started to say that the people pushing that weren't doing so well, all of a sudden, hey, let's just not worry about that so much. Oh, we got this stuff in Ukraine to look over there. Let's all focus on helping them. That's just so convenient. Yes. So we, you may have forgotten that the FDA was required to release the clinical data on the Pfizer vaccine. This is not on YouTube, obviously. Um, now, remember that they wanted to hide this information until the year 2096, 75 years from now. Why? You know, everybody asked, what, what the heck's that all about? Yeah, yeah, had to. So a judge ordered the data to be released. This isn't This is not new news, but did you see the report on TV about the side effects that are listed in the most recent release from Pfizer's clinical data. I missed that. You missed that. That's probably because I didn't air it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you might not be aware that Pfizer listed just like a handful of adverse side effects from the COVID vaccines in their report. Roughly 1,291 to be exact. Wow. Okay. And there's multiple ac accounts in each one of those adverse reactions. Correct. Those are just categories. <laughs> yeah. That, yes, that's a good point to make. Yeah, there's 1,291 categories of adverse effects. And then the actual reports of people that have had something in each one of those categories is a large number. Right. Not 1,291 people that experienced events, 1,291 categories of events that people experienced, I would say, 
probably multiple in every single category. I didn't see any that was just one. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, side effects that were listed across apparently nine pages. Right. It took nine pages out of this this report to list all the side effects. It's interesting though. Like we aren't hearing anything about COVID. We're not hearing anything about Pfizer, anything about all of that. And then we're, but we're hearing all about that we're in this world war and the economy and all that stuff. Right. So it just seems too convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, the inconvenient truth movie, right? Uh, the, the, it's too convenient that this is all just like disappearing. Wasn't, wasn't there supposed to be a fourth booster? There is a fourth booster. Well, weren't we all supposed to like have all that? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, oh, we were going to be, we were going to be dead if we They're didn't. still pushing it. They're oh, still yeah. coming out and saying that if you've, if you're eligible or if you've had your third, whatever, your first booster, it's time now for the second booster. Yep. Yeah. In the midst of all this. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Wild. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, this comes from Emerald Robinson's Substack. She writes, you already know that children, especially young boys, can get myocarditis from the vaccines, but you should add to that list the serious possibility of them getting the following. A brainstem embolism, acute kidney injury, cardiac failure, frontal lobe epilepsy, Hashimoto's encephalopathy. Sorry, guys, I'm not a doctor. Um, herpes and interstitial lung disease or type 1 diabetes mellitus, just to pick a few very serious side effects from a very sobering list. The documents also reveal that Pfizer had recorded more than 158,000 adverse events before they sought approval from the FDA. Of those 158,000 adverse events, 15,000 were recorded as serious disorders. And we have a chart here. It should be on the screen at this point when you're watching this. Um, But again, this was before the FDA approved the vaccine for national and worldwide mandates. And we know from all the people that we can't mention their name or will be banned from YouTube um, and all the other places, we know that from them and their studies, because we've highlighted this in the past, that one or two or 50 adverse effects or deaths in this case would have shut the whole thing down. All of this happened prior to being approved by the FDA. Right. Because these are listed, just to clarify that real quick, these are listed in Pfizer's document that they had, what I want to say, they they had it before it was approved. And that's why the FDA, you know, wanted to disclose this information for the next 75 years. And the court said, nope, you got to release it. I see why they wanted to hide it. Yeah. The chart is, is amazing to see. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm not really getting my fourth booster anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Obama has it. We should all get it. Andy yeah. saw his COVID today, uh, evidently. That was, that was interesting. Former President Obama did say he has, in the same sentence, I believe, said he has Omicron, and it's just all the more reason why people should go get vaccinated. This is, uh, and he said he was fully vaccinated. Right? Oh, yeah. This is the tweet. I just tested positive for COVID. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple of days, but I'm feeling fine otherwise. Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and she has tested negative. It's a reminder to get vaccinated if you haven't already, even as cases go down. little friendly reminder. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, that that's very interesting, yeah. But... It's 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 very interesting that this is still it's still the left's drum, but the distraction of of the war is is also pretty pretty powerful. Yeah, because you're not hearing any of this anywhere. Mm. No, and this should be like front page news. Well, yeah, and and you've got Rand Paul who is uh, who's pretty well. He already did the amendment to fire Fauci and mm-hmm. split up that responsibility among a few different agencies. And that was obviously voted down by rhinos. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think that there, there is a voice to shut down the nonsense and uh, we'll just see if it actually has enough votes. Yep. We can only hope as you'll see later on in the show, there's some interesting stuff being passed here and there and all around the square. So We'll be talking about that, but back to the COVID situation. Uh, I the State of the Union address was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, and President Biden made a very I'm going to call it an insincere attempt at uniting the people. 
if you guys remember that. Um, but he's also the one who previously told the entire country that everything about COVID was strictly the fault of those who refused to take the vaccines. Right. Um, and those vaccines had the 1,291 recorded side effects before they were ever mandated. So I take that for what it's worth. But here's a clip of President Biden in the State of the Union address. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. Okay, so I know she looked real thrilled. That was inspiring. Yeah, right. <laughs> right out of her seat. <laughs> <laughs> so let's stop looking at each other as enemies Blah, 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 blah. What was he saying all year long? Here we we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans supported by a distinct minority of elected officials are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. It continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. So I mean, just out of his mouth right there for you guys all to, yeah. to hear. Don't take our word for and it. And then his uh, partner in crime said, don't start talking like a Republican. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, wow. honestly, that... Those, those clips could go on and on and on and on. Yep. As every time he got in front of a camera, it was pandemic of the unvaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you know, you're, you're the reason COVID's going around. People are dying, blah, 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 blah. But let's all come together because that's what the talking point said that would get him votes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. the State of the Union yep. is just a political sideshow, circus act. And you know that the writers of the actual speech were looking at the polling numbers of COVID and they knew that accusing like he did all throughout the two years or you know, year mm -hmm. um, was not going to get them the votes they need in November. And so they just changed it to say, let's all come together. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And I don't know how many people are buying it, but just, just share those clips with your friends if they think, oh, well now he's saying, you know, we all need to come together. Yeah. It's not what he's been saying all year. So let's, uh, this, this next few clips are very interesting. We're seeing more and more people on the left, uh, people who are absolutely not conservative. Um, these people couldn't get Joe Biden into office fast enough, but we're seeing more of these people stepping back and asking these kind of questions that, hey, we've been asking all along. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> have you guys been following the Kyrie Irving situation in the NBA? Brooklyn I read Nets? one article. Okay. But Nate, not, are you familiar? I heard about it this more morning. Than one. I, we kind of talked about it, I don't know, a few episodes ago, we talked about unvaccinated players in sports and different cities right, and right. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Kyrie is one of the examples, but I'm going to just play this clip from the Trevor Noah show, which on comedy central, he's not conservative at all, but <laughs> it's just, it's fun to hear these people now go, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. Restrictions are being lifted so quickly that things are getting a little confusing, you know, like for example, okay. Right here in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams has lifted the rule that you have to be vaccinated to attend indoor events. Okay, that's gone. But there is still a rule that you have to be vaccinated to go to your workplace. So if someone's job is at an indoor event, they can't go to work, but they can show up to work to watch their colleagues do their thing. Yeah, which is exactly what happened this weekend. A big matchup at Barclays Center with the Nets taking on the Knicks, but Kyrie Irving, who's ineligible to play in the city for failing to comply with the vaccine mandate for city workers, he might have stolen the show. He attended the game as a fan and watched his Nets win from the sidelines. He paid for a ticket, just like a regular person. Yeah, guys, I, I, I don't care like how COVID compliant you are. Like this makes zero sense. Can we agree on that? Can we what? So Kyrie can go inside, not wear a mask, even hug a teammate, but he cannot play. I don't get it. Why? Does the ball have a weak immune system? What's going on? I mean, it's crazy. Just think about it. Just think about it. Kyrie can't play, but he can sit in the stands, right? Like a fan. And then as a fan, what happens if he gets picked to take the half court shot to win the car? Can he do that? What are those rules? How does it work? <laughs> what are those rules? How does it work? They can't explain it. Is this not crazy though? And and now you're seeing people that 
would support this stuff all year long before now, all of a sudden they're saying, now, hey, hang on a second, because they're seeing it with their own eyes. Kyrie Irving cannot go play for the New or the Brooklyn Nets in New York because he's not vaccinated because that's where he's employed. But he can go to the same game, sit (laughs) on the bench. Basically, he's right behind side. So he's right right next to the teammates, hugging teammates. Yeah. But he's not allowed to play. Yep. Of it's mind boggling. Well, it's it's mind boggling and it's fun to watch these guys' heads explode oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm glad they finally had their brain blast moment. <laughs> yeah, it took long <laughs> enough. So here's just another clip. This is uh Kyrie Irving's teammate, Kevin Durant. Um, he's also very confused by this. Everybody out here looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the the mayor wants right now, some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out soon, he better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? We're, like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So, hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. <laughs> you got to figure this yeah. out. Calling them out. At this point, it just looks stupid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. we've been saying that for a long time, but whatever. You you think now it looks stupid? Whatever. You're you're there. You got there finally. Yep. Yeah, and and I think millions of people have gotten there. Yeah. I mean, millions of people have gotten there. You know, I was listening to uh to a show this morning and the host was saying, you know, how much longer would the American people have not gone to work, stayed inside their house? No, there was about ready to be pitchforks. Like, mm-hmm. like it was about ready to come unglued. And that's why they, they did what they did. And I think that we're seeing that here in, in you know, these liberals that are, that are finally coming to the understanding. The American people aren't going to stand for this. And if you want to play that game, he'll, he'll buy a ticket and come and steal the show and put it back on you. Yeah. It's a perfect example right there of why their polling numbers are so bad with all of this, because you have people who were supportive of all these COVID restrictions and supportive of these mandates and and blah, 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 all year long. All of a sudden now you hear them now they're coming out and speaking and saying, wait, 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 this doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's becoming a, it's becoming a, just a common sense nightmare. Right. Yeah. Like everybody, they, they believe that you don't have any common sense. Mm-hmm. And so they assault that. And then whenever people actually get off of their anesthesia and come down to common sense, then they've realized, oh, oh no, we overplayed our hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Oh, fun stuff. Well, hey guys, before we move on, we would like to thank our new sponsor of this show, My Pillow. All right. As many of you listening and watching know Mike Lindell. The creator of the MyPillow has been the victim of countless cancel campaigns from the radical left. And despite the nastiness that he's been through, Mike continues to stand and fight for your rights and your freedoms as an American. And he just happens to make some really incredible products too, like the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the My Slippers, the Bat Towel Sets, uh, Dog Beds, and of course the classic MyPillows. If you head over to MyPillow.com, use promo code AGA when you order a classic MyPillow today. Mike's classic my pillows are the best pillows you can get. I've had one for about two years now, and it's just as supportive as it was the day I got it. You, you fluff it once when you go to sleep, and then you lay your head down. And you wake up; it's exactly the way it was when you went to bed. It's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, the pillows are made with Mike's patented interlocking fill. So, like I said, fluff that thing one time, you're good to go all night long. Uh, classic my pillows they're also machine washable they come with a 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee to make sure you really love it and best of all it's made right here in the usa i know that's important for everybody yes okay so for listeners of this show and for the listeners of the aga network in large you can get a standard size my pillow for 1998 regular price with 69.98 queen size 29.98 regular price 79.98 or if you need a king, get that sucker for $34.98, regular price $89.98. All you got to do is head over to MyPillow.com, use promo code AGA when you order a classic MyPillow today, or you can call 800-565-8573. That's promo code AGA online or call 800-565-8573 to order your classic MyPillow today. Thank you to everybody listening and thanks to MyPillow. You know, one of the things I really love about their website is when you're trying to figure out the size and, and the style, yep. it's really easy. You just go to the chart, select what color you are, and uh, and just makes it pretty simple. It does. I mean, just 
go check out the website, like Rob said, but they got a chart. You kind of assess based on your, I think it's like your shirt size and mm-hmm. whether you're a man or a woman kind of, basically you're trying to, I think it says how heavy is your head? Because <laughs> that determines how much interlocking fill you get in that pillow to, right. keep, to keep you supported. So that's important. Check that out. It's, they're really nice pillows. I'll tell you guys. Yeah. And you know, the class act of the organization itself, mm-hmm. when we had our conversations with them, just how they, they're standing for freedom. Yep. And, uh, and there is a bonus, I believe that, that you get Mike's book, uh, when oh. you order as well. Okay. So, awesome. So yeah, check for that when you go, man. Good, good deal. Good yep. deal. So check out my pillow guys. Okay. So back to more COVID restrictions, still being imposed by the elites upon the American people. And more importantly, being still continuing to be pushed on our children. This story, I, I don't know if you guys saw this yep. before, but this one just kind of made my stomach turn. So I said, fake Republican senator from Utah, Mitt Romney, in a room full of maskless legislators voted to keep the federal mask mandates for toddlers as young as two years old in the Head Start program. So I've got a two-year-old nephew right now. Um, that kid won't even keep his pants on. I don't know how you're going to, I don't know how you're going to get these kids to keep a mask on their face. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't understand. Okay. It's going to drive me nuts, but to make it even more Go difficult, this, this mask mandate is for toddlers who have developmental disabilities and that makes them even more unlikely to yeah. wear it. If that's even possible. Right. Um, not to mention it's not even safe for them to be wearing masks in the first place. We've, right. we've learned all this right. this year, but they haven't. They haven't, or they just don't want care. to. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So uh, we'll shout out Republican Senator Mike Braun from Indiana. He's the one who introduced the amendment to the Prevent Pandemics Act designed to, pre- quote, prevent HHS from implementing or enforcing their regulations regarding mask or vaccination protections in the Head Start program again. So the amendment failed. And it's important to note that Mitt Romney, voted to sentence these helpless children to wearing masks when the president and the CDC just announced that masks are pretty much no longer necessary. Yeah. Out of touch. And you know, the, the old statement power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. We're seeing the the ramifications of absolute power. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. complete corruption, top to bottom, top to bottom. Absolutely. I, we just showed clips of Kyrie Irving, you know, and, and other people at the basketball game, no masks. They don't have to wear masks. Yeah. You know, we, you don't have to wear a mask when you go to the store or any of that stuff anymore, especially in, in these, you know, very liberal areas, New York, California, like it's all dropping, but yet kids, two-year-olds right. in this Head Start program still have to wear masks. Why? Conditioning. Yeah. Condition oh, okay. them to do what the government says all the time and uh, taking the rights away from the parents to actually parent their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But we do have to give a shout out to another senator who, yeah. ha- who has been standing against this propaganda machine. Um, but, uh, but I mean, it's, it's just, it is, it is becoming obvious to everyone what is going on and yet not obvious to the people in Washington what the American people really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. What, what do we want? Well, we want X and they're doing Y and they don't care. Yeah. But this is supposed to be a representative republic, which means when you go from Ohio or wherever you are to Washington, D.C., you do not vote your conscience. You do not vote what your lobbyists are telling you to vote. You vote what your constituents are telling you to vote. Yeah, that's a uh, strange strange thought right i mean i guess that's what you're supposed to do well yeah so so you're elected to go there and all your people are saying we don't want masks we don't want masks we don't want masks and you go vote for masks Mm -hmm. there is a there's money somewhere yep oh yeah there's some kind of money under under the table that you're taking which means you should be sitting on your butt in a chair at home in your state not doing anything to represent people because you have no never mind i'll stop <laughs> that was awesome. Sorry, but right. I, I'm about good, ready good to catch, explode. Good catch. I'm about right. ready to explode because I know they, you're you're called to represent your people. You're not called to represent. I, listen, you can go right and left. When you're elected, you're not called to go represent the NRA on the right. Mm-hmm. right. You're not called to go represent the LGBTQ plus. That's not what you're called. You're called to represent the people of your district. Well, in this case, senator would be your two of you in every state. Yeah, but. 
you can't tell me that a majority of people in the state are saying that they want masks for their Head Start people, the kids. No, there's no way. And so let's just flip these next two stories then because I think everything you just said leads right into the disconnect, not being connected or even close to being in line with your constituents, your voters, what people actually want from your state. Yeah, you cannot take this story any other way other than blatant disregard for your people. So we live in the great state of Ohio, the Buckeye state, the heart of it all. Uh, everything starts here. I don't know what others were the bellwether state of elections. We've got, it's great. Ohio's awesome. But, uh, but our governor uh, just passed, Mike DeWine just passed the constitutional carry bill. Yep. So uh, in his campaigning to be the governor, he went around to a bunch of conservative gun groups and said, listen, if there's a constitutional carry bill that would ever land on my desk, I'll sign it. Although in the years after being elected to be the governor of the state of Ohio, he has made many decisions in which he limited gun rights for individuals in Ohio. So to me, it seems a little weird Mm -hmm. that he went and campaigned on that to get elected. And then all throughout his tenure as the governor, he has made many actions uh, and rules that limited the uh, viability of carrying weapons. Okay, so that's just one underlying thing. So he gets this, signs the bill this week. Now there is no, you don't have to take a test to conceal carry in Ohio, um, all of that stuff. Meanwhile, the same day that he signs in Columbus, Ohio, he signs this bill the same exact day. Rob Portman, the senator from Ohio, is in Washington, D.C., and he votes on this bill, which is the Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2022. As with all these federal bills, don't get caught up in the name of it. Equality Act had nothing to do with equality. Infrastructure was all about giving money to other pet projects. It wasn't about infrastructure. Um, And like all bills, there are other provisions tucked inside of it, which also drives me crazy. Because if we're voting on a gun rights bill, then gun rights should be the only thing in it. The not, only thing. Not the bridge that's 17 miles long, you know? Yeah. Um, like, that, it shouldn't even be in the same thing, but that's how they tuck it all together and try to snow the American people. And to be honest, it works. It works because the American people aren't up in arms. But yeah. with this bill, I, I actually pulled this bill up and I read as much as I could read of the bill. Okay. And it's all complete nonsense. I understand what they're trying to do, but all the stuff that's added into it is is crazy um but anyway this one has anti-gun provisions that republicans vowed must be removed before they would vote for the bill so there's anti-gun provisions in the bill republicans in the debate of this bill in washington said we are not going to pass this bill unless those are removed and what did they do the same day that Ohio, and I'm going to get on Portman here in a second, but the same day that Ohio passed a concealed carry, constitutional carry law that says you don't need to have a test, you don't have to have the class, you can just carry. Uh, you don't even have to notify police that you're carrying. Now, mm-hmm. that would be stupid, but <laughs> right. but you don't have to legally. And, uh, and that bill passes. This bill passes, which prevents that same thing. So tell me, Rob Portman and a bunch of other yahoos on this list Republicans voted and went against what they said in the, in the actual hearing to say, we're not going to vote for this if these provisions are in the bill and they all voted for it. And yeah. I want to read the list, read it. Cause I think yes. they're all going against their states. I, everybody look at the states. Yeah. Cause not everybody listening is from Ohio. You no. got people from your state yeah. most likely on this list. Yeah. So if you're not from Ohio, here are the other Republicans who voted for increased government control of weapons. That's Barrazzo. Republican of Wyoming, Blunt, Republican Missouri, Capito, Republican West Virginia, Collins, Republican Maine, Cornyn, Republican Texas, Ernst, Republican Iowa, Graham, Republican South Carolina, Grassley, Republican Iowa, Hyde Smith, Republican Mississippi, McConnell, Republican Kentucky, Moran, Republican Kansas, Murkowski, Republican Alaska, Portman, our buddy uh, from Republican from Ohio, Shelby, uh, Republican Alabama, Thune, Republican South, Der- South Dakota, Tuberville, Republican Alabama, Wicker, Republican was Mississippi, and uh, Young, Republican Indiana. So if these are your people and your state actually 
values gun rights, then this is a problem. Big problem. Now, the bill states, uh, so you're restricted from getting a firearm if, and I'm trying to break it all down as close as I can, but if you're restricted to, to get a firearm if you've been convicted of abuse uh, and you're married to the person. So, like, if you're, if you're accused of and convicted of abusing someone, you can't get a firearm. So this extends it that there doesn't even have to be a relationship. It's a, called the boyfriend loophole mm. or whatever. So I understand what they're trying to do. The problem is this should not be in a bill entitled the Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2022. The Most of the stuff inside this bill has nothing to do with violence against women. It has a lot to do with there's stuff in there about COVID. There's stuff in there about all different kinds of things. But to go back to the main point of my story is this, this, this part of the story is that Ohio voted in the most unbelievable numbers to pass a constitutional carry bill mm -hmm. to get it to the governor's desk. And he signed it, whether he wanted to, or he just did it for reelection. That's his conscience. But the same day, Rob Portman supports restrictions on gun laws. Yeah. I don't understand why we can't just have the second amendment. I, yeah, I know. Like <clears throat> I know. they're making laws to the, any law that goes and tries to restrict the second amendment is that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can say that you, you want a constitutional carry bill in Ohio. That's still beneath the second amendment. Correct. We've restricted something out of the second amendment to get that bill passed. Yeah. And that, that just frustrates me. We have a document it's lasted us a couple hundred years among the assault of all the liberal nonsense. And yet we have to make a law now to say you can constitutionally carry in Ohio. Mm -hmm. We've had, we've been an open carry state forever. I mean, I see people in the store all the time with, with a gun yeah. on their hip. Yep. It's all over the place. Now, of course you can't incite a riot and do anything like that, but you in Ohio, you can open carry. Now they're changing the, the rules that you don't have to take the test. Now, personally, I want you to take the test. Yeah, you're going to carry. Absolutely. I, I want you to know how to actually handle a firearm. But I, I just, the disconnect between the state and the federal government is so blatantly obvious in this one scenario. And oh, big I know, time. Yeah. And it happens all over. Yeah. It, when you sent that to me the other day, it, it was interesting because I had just finished having conversations with people actually about the constitutional carry and all that. And then you sent that over and said, hey, look what Portman just voted for. It's like, wait, Ohio just said we're going to be a constitutional carry. And then Ohio senators voting to restrict gun right. rights. I, what? Yeah. Like, did, did somebody not memo him in on, hey, this just passed. So maybe you ought to, I don't know. That's Let's just, just go back to representing the people that elected you to go. Yeah. And, uh, and I understand as I, I, I was elected, I get it. I understand. A lot of times you don't hear what, you, what the people want. Um, but that's your job. Like 90% of your job is not fundraising to get reelected, although that's what 90% of them do. 90% mm -hmm. of your job should be to find out what's going on at home and take that conviction and that uh, desire to Washington and say, this is what I'm standing for. Well, I mean, the same day his state just voted, what was it, 23 to 8 yeah. vote? Yes. In favor of constitutional carry. I would say that's the majority. I don't know. I mean, I'm just an idiot. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> math is okay, but it seems yeah. like a larger number to me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that it, we can read what the bill says. I mean, you have it in here all concise, but that's um, all right. But I think that I th we can put it in the show notes, but I just, why, why are we allowing people to represent us or not represent us and not being in an uproar about this? Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And you know, just as a side conversation real quick, I was having some of those discussions over the weekend about the constitutional carry with some people and some people were all for it. Some people were not so in favor of it. Whether you are, or you're not. The example that got brought up is you have to, you have to get a license and a permit to drive a car. And then somebody else said the constitution doesn't say you have a right to drive a car. Okay, that's the only argument I needed. The Constitution <laughs> says everybody has the right to carry. I, whether you support the bill or not, or yeah. the constitutional carry, doesn't matter. The Constitution says it. Doesn't, yep. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And your opinion of that doesn't matter. Correct. <laughs> Correct. If you treat the Constitution like a fact, 
doesn't is matter it if you, yeah, it, it is. I mean, I'm, I mean, the, Washington doesn't see it that way. They want right. to trash it and burn it and all that stuff. But uh, it, it is a fact that the reason why it's in there is to protect us from our government. Yep. Which <laughs> I think we see why. Exactly. Because they understand. don't represent us. No. Uh, okay. But there is somebody who is representing, or at least seems to be trying to represent the people in his state. Yeah. Uh, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin. Yeah, man, he's he's looking more like a Republican every day. <laughs> yeah. See, and that, that goes back to the conversation we've had multiple times on this show of it's really Democrat, Republican. They're just labels. Yeah, they're really just labels. I mean, half the Republicans don't believe what you believe if you're a Republican. Right. And right. the Democrats in Washington, they don't believe what you believe if you're a Democrat, most likely sitting at home right now. It, it's not that it doesn't matter anymore. I, I truly believe that the the majority of people uh, whether Republican or Democrat, they they don't represent you, and they're further left than you'll ever be. Yeah, you know, yep. you, no matter if you're if you're if you're a liberal Democrat, the Democrats in Washington are more liberal than you are. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of the Republicans are more left than you are. Oh yeah, for sure. Which, but he is standing, uh, <laughs> he, and and he's making a lot of waves. Um, yeah, I I I pray for him. Yes, because, oh, for sure. Because the onslaught of evil trying to take him out, I'm sure is nasty yeah but uh so the most recent thing here is he uh he opposed sarah raskin's nomination for the federal reserves board of governors so sarah raskin would have been the fed's top banking regulator and the main fears behind raskin were her climate change alarmist views which would mean that banks would most likely no longer be giving loans to oil and gas companies kind of goes back to those ESG credit scoring system that we've been talking about. Yeah, and she she came right out and said that I mean her stance is ESG is the only way we're going. I mean, she's the ESG mm. candidate. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's the ESG candidate for this for this position. So, if you don't want an ESG score to determine whether you get a loan mm-hmm. or anything like that, she would be the one that would make sure that you had to have one. Uh-huh. And and obviously there's a large oil and gas what I want to say, components of the economy in Manton State. Yeah, yeah. Well, he can't. He can't. If he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, correct. He cannot vote for her. Yep. Because it will kill his state, mm-hmm. and it will kill the economy of West Virginia. And so he's doing what elected officials are supposed to be doing, and we hold him up. And and I'm all for him in 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 what he's doing to represent his state. But we hold him up as this great thing. Um, but really, this is what all of them should be doing. <laughs> yeah. like uh, all 500 representatives should be doing this all th- all 100 uh senators should be doing this mm-hmm. you know like we should be touting everybody as they're standing for their state and so he's getting ridiculed because he's doing what his state deserves and not what the left ideologues in washington want him to do which is awesome yeah it it is but like you said it's it's awesome but it's only awesome because it's what he should be doing in the first place right and compared to everybody else who's not. Is he stands yeah. out like a sore thumb. Sure he does, yeah. Because he's actually doing what he's called to do, like mm-hmm. what you're elected to do. And and I don't agree with everything he does, but I do agree that he's representing his people to the best of his ability. And that's that's what it's all we can ask for yeah. out of these people. I mean, we we send you there to do just that. Yep. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But but I love the comment you put in the notes here about uh, they're they're climate alarmists, but they still fly in their private jets. Yeah, yeah, and they build their new mansions on secluded islands despite the rising sea levels. Whatever, <laughs> you know what? What do we know? Yeah. What do we know? You know, got to stop the carbon emissions, but I'm just going to get on my private jet, fly out to my island. You know, that won't be there in ten years because the world's going to flood. Whatever, yeah. just buy a Tesla. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just buy an electric car. I don't know where you're going to plug it in, but just get one. Yeah crazy um yeah climate change is not yeah we'll get into that some other time (laughs) yeah well i think i think we have to we have to hit and nate you sent over an article about this but um we really are at war um not in the regular sense of the word but i think we are at war with the dollar Uh, i i believe that there's an attack on the dollar we see india we see saudi arabia china russia now all trying to go off the petrodollar mm-hmm. and those billions of dollars are going to start flooding back into the U S and, and we think 
you think that you've seen to this point inflation, we're talking hyperinflation. Oh. Yeah. And then with rising costs, we're actually talking about stagflation yep. because the economy's not growing. So anyway, you can hit that story. Yeah. So the Wall Street Journal reported this week that Saudi and Chinese officials are in talks to price some of the Gulf nation's oil sales in the Chinese, is it one? Yon, one, whatever, rather than dollars or euros. So uh, here's a quick clip before we talk any more about this. It's This has been going around Twitter and uh, TikTok, but it I, I watched it. I was like, okay, that kind of explains the importance of the petrodollar and why uh, losing it would be pretty devastating to our economy here in America. The petrodollar. Your currency is only as strong as the demand for it, just like anything else, the supply and demand. Why the petrodollar is important, it causes a demand for the U.S. dollar. A lot of Americans don't realize that over 70% of all the $100 bills in the world are actually outside of the U.S. There's more $100 bills in Russia than there are in America. This stockpile of U.S. dollars in countries around the world is because oil is bought and sold using the greenback. If oil starts trading in non-petrodollars, such as gold or a basket of currencies, or if China and Russia start trading in yuan and ruble rather than U.S. dollars, that demand isn't there. And the way of life for the average American will be done. It will be worse than the Great Depression. To date, anyone who's potentially threatened the status of the petrodollar hasn't fared well. Libyan strongman Muammar Gaddafi publicly pushed for a pan-African gold-backed currency that he would trade for Libya's oil. He was killed during a U.S.-backed revolution in 2011. And just a few short years before, Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein advocated selling oil for euros. At this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq. The U.S. invaded under the guise of looking for WMDs. Iraq did not have any weapons of mass destruction. And interestingly enough, after the Americans invaded, took over, put in their own government, the whole concept of selling oil in euros never surfaced again. Today, many countries resent the current petrodollar system. Their leading spokesperson is none other than Russian President Vladimir Putin. Americans should be very worried about what Putin can do. There is a new Cold War going on. It is the colder war. Thoughts? <laughs> I, everything that, that you've been told is wrong. Everything's <laughs> about oil. Everything's about oil. Literally. Everything's about the dollar. And it, it puts... Lindy Graham, Lindsey Graham Nisty's comment the other day, whenever he got caught off guard about killing Putin, you know, yeah, he, he said, he said, we need to go assassinate him. You just look at that story and you see what he would, why he would say that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, that he didn't say, he didn't say somebody needs to go over. I mean, he's like, like it's going to happen. Like, and if you look at the history of it, it looks like it's happened before. Mm. Everybody's got taken out. Right. That's tried. That's crazy. Yeah. Didn't know that. No, no I didn't either until I saw it. I was like, oh, that's uh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. But what he said about, you know, if, if we lose the petrodollar, or, you know, if oil's no longer traded in U.S. dollars, our lives are going to completely change. Worse Everybody. than the Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go back to a wheelbarrow of $100 for a loaf of bread because yeah. all that money's got to come back. It's, yeah. Yes. And, and I think... I think what we're looking at is the confidence of the dollar. Um, you know, they're talking about world reserve currencies. They're talking about, uh, you know, digital currencies. And we've talked about all that stuff. I think it really comes down to the confidence in the dollar. If, if the world loses confidence in the dollar, we're sunk. Mm, and yep. we're seeing it happen. Um, now, what does that mean for the U.S.? I think it means hyperinflation. I, I think it means everything that we've talked about in the past, but I think it also on top of all of that brings a, an understanding of the sobering of a nation because we've maybe overvalued things. And, and if any of the, if any of that stuff was uh, 100% accurate, then uh, we've got a lot to answer for. 
Yeah, and whether whether that stuff is accurate or not, um, I, I think that the importance of oil to America has been completely undermined. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've it's been kind of skirted over as ah, oh, we'll just move everything to electric, and without really people understanding just how much depends on oil and gas. Yeah. And we were last show, we talked about what comes from a barrel of oil. Yeah. Everything, everything, everything comes from a barrel of oil. Now we haven't shut down production. We're still the, one of the largest people producing oil. The question that I have is, is was, you know, looking back through administrations, um, you know, whether, whether we went into that country and took out their, their leader so that we could keep it petrodollar, whatever. One of the things about our last president that was so powerful in this discussion is we need to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. If we were self-sufficient, the petrodollar will hurt, no question. Like if we lose that, we're it's going to hurt. But if we're not buying oil from over there, yeah. Well, I mean, I would wouldn't it just strengthen the idea of the petrodollar too if we were producing all that because now we're not just relying on other people for i mean we're not just supplying ourselves with oil but we are a huge producer and exporter of oil we were which is why on day one the biden administration shot all those things down Mm -hmm. because they want to do away with the petrodollar i they want to be in control yeah power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely they want to be in control and they want to ruin not just them i think it's the global elite they want, that's the great reset. They want to do away with all the powers. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that my personal opinion about Putin is he doesn't want the, the great reset either. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like he, it. He wants his own yes. kingdom. Yeah. yeah. And so so I think that he's sort of stalling it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, he, man, there's so much stuff that, <laughs> that is circling there. But, um, but he needs to, I don't think he wants the great reset. I think he wants... His own the, version. His own version yeah. where he's in control. Yep. And I think China does too. Yep. So whether they partner together or not, what remains to be seen. But I think that right now we don't have a leader in America. Yeah. Um, we have we have a follower. We have a reactionary government. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a leader who was, you know, what was it? Bill Maher this week did an interview and he said something about uh, why his question was in the interview, why did putin not do this under yeah under trump yep yeah yeah well that's because there was leadership and and he was proactively saying don't step out of line Mm -hmm. right and now we're reactionary leaders or reactionary followers in america under the new administration and we're just reacting to everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and so we're way behind yeah and so i i think that that's the that's the key i think putin is doing what he thinks he has to do to secure his status. You guys seen the video, the uh, the clip of when, I, I don't remember what the situation was, but Trump was with Putin and they shook hands. I was just and thinking about that. the first thing Trump did, he grabs his hand and he pulled him in. Yep. And it was just that 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 slight signal of strength of, we're not going to mess around. Yep. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then you see the, the Zoom call with Biden and <laughs> Putin and Putin sitting back, Yep. Looking at the screen. Yeah. You know, he's, but then you see a, a Zoom call with him and, and President Trump and he was, he was like. Up at the table. Up tennis. at the table. Yeah. 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 But then that one with Biden was like, he was leaning back in his chair and that was during the interview. During yeah. Oh, the interview. I remember. Yeah. 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 It would be interesting to talk to somebody who's an expert in uh, body language. Yeah. Just compare those two and tell yeah. me what is going on in this situation. No words being said, just the body language. What is yeah. that? Mm-hmm. But, For sure. So, so they are Saudi Arabia and other countries are trying to move away from the petrodollar and that's happening as we speak. And Correct. so we need to keep an eye on this story because, uh, like I said, we're a nation right now being led by followers. Yep. Yep. Uh, the one piece out of this, it was a, a blaze article I was reading. The one piece I really want to hit is around 80% of global oil sales are transacted in dollars. Wow. So if that's not happening anymore, like you said, Rob, that's 80% of oil sales that are coming back to the United States. And it's a lot of hundred dollar bills. Yeah. I think it's interesting also in the article, it mentions about um, Saudi officials are reportedly uncomfortable with the Biden administration's ham-fisted withdrawal from Afghanistan. 
And we already saw Trump say, this is why Putin did what he did. The world was watching that day. Oh, yeah. And all of the consequences from that one day. And it's going to be years till we uncover everything that's happened because of that. Well, billions yeah. of dollars of equipment. Ten, yep. I don't know how many there were. Was it 13 or 16 killed? 13. 13. Yeah. 13 killed, left there. Reminds me of Benghazi. Yep. I mean, what? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I know. I asked my tax guy about writing off all that all that equipment that we gave to the uh, yeah the Taliban, and he was Billions. like, ah. "Yeah, he's like, I, there's really nothing we can put on there." I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I was really hoping I wouldn't have to. Whatever. <laughs> That'd have been a good chunk. Okay, so these last couple uh, stories to hit on here today. It's just interesting to think about. Just and we'll use the word: How evil are the people that are running our country? Becoming more evident every day that they are. Uh huh. How evil and and how, and we've talked about it. How how much are they conditioning us to? Like you've said before, Nate, denounce Christ. That's it. Without without really agreeing to it or yeah. realizing we're agreeing to it, that's they're conditioning goal. us to agree to it. Yep. So, let me make a statement right now that if I had said this even just a couple of years ago, you you guys watching would have just turned off the show. Said those three guys are kooks or well, I don't know what they're talking about but here we go. USA Today just named a man as one of their women of the year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So a dude is now a woman of the year according to USA Today. Rachel Levine who is a man. I can't emphasize this enough. Yep. He was appointed by Joe Biden to be the Assistant Secretary for the US Department of Health and Human Services. He also became listen to these words the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission's Corps. So here, just he'll tell you himself. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps. Wow. One more time, because... I am honored to serve as the first female... No, you're not. <laughs> I'm sure his credentials are just amazing. <laughs> I remember whenever he was appointed and definitely not competent enough to handle the job he was given. Mm. Right. But it was just because he's transgender. Poster child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're seeing it with Fauci. Once they're done with you, they'll throw you away. Yep. Hmm. So this, interesting. this this actually goes along with their uh with their line of thinking. But sooner or later this is he's gonna be old news. Yep. Yeah, so but I you just, can't take the four stars back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's a couple other things in there you can't get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man, I just thought that was interesting. So I, I heard I don't have the cut, but I, I heard uh, Candace Owens last night was on with Tucker Carlson, and he was asking her about how she felt having a guy be now you know one of the women of the year and. I don't know if you guys listen to Candace at all, but I love her. She's she's she snappy. Just yep. tells and, it how it is. Yep, not afraid to speak her mind. And boy, did she! Yeah. <laughs> well, and and we're seeing it in the schools. We're seeing it in the colleges, the swimmers, all that. I mean, this is their agenda. This is what they want. It is. It is, and it's a complete undermining of women across the board. Women's sports, women in business. I mean, everything that you know, women's rights has ever worked for. Mm -hmm. It's. You know, it's just you just go back and you think about all the women's rights and everything that they've done that they fought for to try to have you know equal standing with men, and now we're letting men call themselves women. Yeah, it's insanity. It is crazy, and it's evil. It is. It's evil. It is because yeah. it's being pushed on the kids. Yeah. So at the youngest of ages. At the youngest. So we wanted to. Kind of roll back a little bit to last week. We brought up the parental rights and education bill. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. In, in Florida, Florida. that yep. Governor Ron DeSantis just signed into law. <clears throat> um, it's gotten a lot of opposition. You've probably heard it called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Right. Which we played, you know, DeSantis really tearing apart a reporter who said that because in no way, shape, or form does that bill say you can't say gay. It has nothing to do with that. Nope. Yep. It actually gives the power back to the parents, which yes. is where it should be. Yep. So here's a, uh, a clip of Dave, Dave Rubin on Newsmax kind of discussing this bill. Just very quickly on this gay thing. I know we're going to talk about it yeah. extensively, 
But, you know, I fled California because of this nonsense, came here to Florida, and now it's happening here. Am it's I not happening to, I'm here. I'm going to have to do the underground bunker thing, right? That's where this all ends up. Well, it does. It's not happening here because of our governor. And you have, yeah. you know, level-headed uh, conservatives in Florida. And all this bill says, I know you've read it before. I think it's seven pages long. But no one, I, I don't think any one of those Democratic senators who got up there to, to protest, they, they cannot have, they must be just going along with this, this group think from the left. It's bad because Governor DeSantis is proposing it. It's bad because it puts parents in front of teachers unions and teachers. It, it's not bad because what they claim is not actually in the bill. No, and this is what the media and the Democrats do with absolutely everything. Like if you just don't have enough evidence over the last couple of years, how they blow up basically nothingness into being some sort of bigoted, hateful, homophobic, transphobic, racist, blah, blah, blah. The bill in essence says uh, that parents should be able to know what's going on with their children's education. And if the children are struggling or whatever it might be, that the, the school can't hide that information. I mean, really think about it, John. Every single person watching this either has a young child or a niece or a nephew or knows a young kid. This is for kids that are kindergarten to third grade. Why would you want a state employee talking to a second grader about gender identity or sexuality? First off, kids of that age are not thinking about this at all. I was just at my seven-year-old niece's birthday party uh, making, uh, you know, they make this silly string now, this uh, goo that the kids are all making now. This is like the hot thing. That's what we did on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, that's these what seven-year-olds should be doing. These kids are not thinking about these things. Why would you want not only a state educator to be able to talk to kids about it at that age, but then hide that conversation from the parents? The word gay is not in the bill. I have covered it extensively on my show. Yeah. I mean, in essence, this is basically about transparency, which of course we should have. Parents should know what's going on at school. That's not a radical position. That's not a hateful position or a bigoted position. So I guess my question is, if it takes a law to stop you from having conversations in the classroom about sex with five-year-olds, mm -hmm. should you be a teacher? I would say... No way in so the, heck. They have to pass a law in Florida to say that you can't talk about sex with a five-year-old, mm -hmm. and they're up in arms about it. Yep. Yeah. It when you really break it down to that level and just say that, yeah, it's really frightening. They are angry that you're saying you can't talk about sex with five-year-olds. Mm -hmm. That's what they're angry about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because oh, they're oh man. Because they're grooming <laughs> them. I I'm I'm being yeah. I'm being strong. Oh, yeah. They're grooming them to believe what their public, as he said, public elected or public uh, hired employee will tell them about sex. Mm -hmm. And this bill says, no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about sex, number one. And number two, the parent needs to be involved in this conversation. Yep. Now, they just said from pre-K to three, I think it should be a lot more than that, but that's what the bill is for. And they're up in arms about that mm -hmm. because we have a bunch of sick people who are grooming kids to believe what they believe about all these topics. Yep. Yeah, because if you think about it, so we were talking before the show, like sixth grade, that was kind of like sex education time when those, you know, you learn about the birds and the bees <laughs> and the reproductive system and yep. things like that, biological things, things that are provable, things that are factual. When you start talking to kids, I don't care if it's sixth grade, high school, kindergarten. It doesn't matter. When you start talking to kids about gender ideology, yeah. now you're putting ideology, yeah. you're putting opinion on them. You're not putting anything based in fact whatsoever because there is no fact that supports that. You can't tell a little boy, well, you can be a girl if you feel like a girl. That You're lying to that kid. Yep. You're straight up lying because can't, he cannot be a girl. Nope. Yeah. So I go back to the fact that if you have to pass a law to convince or to restrict a teacher from teaching that, they should not be in the classroom. Correct. Not at all. <sighs> um, I, I forget who was saying it, but they, I, I agreed 100%. A lot of this gender ideology, the transgenderism, all this nonsense, the LGBTQ stuff, it it's really intended to just confuse people and break people. So, you, you know, you hear about the, the suicide rates and the depression, anxiety and everything in these people who 
struggle with, oh, I think I'm a girl. I think I'm a guy. I don't know. I, I'm one of the 27 genders. I took testosterone, whatever. And it makes a group of people who are easily controllable. And you are, you are easily controllable when you are broken and you are more likely to be dependent on somebody on a higher level, yep. say the government, for instance, when you are a broken person. Right. So they have to pass a law to actually say that the parent has the right to determine what can be done in the yeah. classroom. That tells me that what's being done in the classroom is anti-parent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if what's being done in the classroom is anti-parent, then why are we even sending kids to public schools that allow this to happen? I think you're going to see a shift. I think we are. I yeah. think we're going to see a big shift. And, you know, you can pass a law that says pre-K to three, third grade. But, I mean, this this is an ideology that is not stopping after third grade. It's getting more intense. There's a, you can talk about what you found on the, on the news the other day, Revolver. But, I mean, it's happening yeah. more intensely. Yeah. It was just, I don't have it pulled up, but you can look it up. It's uh. It's a Kentucky, it's a Kentucky based in the hills of Kentucky. Four women got together and wanted to create a, it's like a conference, three, four days, something like that. And they're teaching toddlers about masturbation <laughs> and about sexual wellness, even drug use. And, and like, it wasn't, it wasn't being reported. Now it is. Now it's being yeah. talked about. And, and I think that, that the, this bill in Florida, I, I thank Florida for doing this, Yeah, but that's one state. This yeah. is happening everywhere. Yeah, but again, it kind of goes back to the same thing we talked about with the senators in Washington. Like you're putting Florida up on a pedestal saying, hey, look, they're passing this legislation. Well, they shouldn't have to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like you, you put Manchin up and say, hey, look, he's actually representing his people. You shouldn't have to say that. It should just be a given. That's if what you're I supposed would, to do. If I was talking about sex to a five-year-old at Walmart, <laughs> I would be arrested. <laughs> yeah. Why is it any yeah. different in the yeah. school? Yeah. Why? Yeah. But they have to pass a law to say you can't. Yeah. It's, common sense it's it's we're in a dangerous situation with our kids yes. i think if there's anything you take away from just this episode at all just take that away like you need to know what's going on with your kids you need to you need to be involved you need to know what's going on in school mm -hmm. and that again we've said this before covid was actually a blessing in disguise in that regard because it brought school into the living room and then parents overheard what was being taught and said yeah. that's how critical race theory came to the front and, and everybody found out about that. Otherwise, we might have never known on a large scale that was happening yeah, right. the way it was. Right. And and we have a Department of Education in Washington, D.C. that is not constitutional. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do. We shouldn't even have a Department of Education. And it's all done to promote this ideology. Yeah. Because I don't have the reports or anything, like we said, like pulled up. But I know that there's a deficiency in children's reading levels and and mm -hmm. you know they're learning and stuff right now in the country and i mean when you're going to school why are you t these, these kids aren't going to be able to read or write or do math or understand science or anything like that but they'll be confused as all get out about sex at, at, at five years old going you know and going back to what you said that's their goal because a weak person looks to the government for answers so if they can get Millions of kids to be confused about their gender identity, to get be confused about how to read. What are they going to do? They're going to be slaves to the government forever. Absolutely. And these are, I mean, they're just straight up doctrines of demons. Yeah. That's just what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the church has to wake up. Oh, yeah. The church has to yep. wake up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a topic right there that'll get you fired up real quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's kids. It's kids. Mm -hmm. The next generation and they're... Their plot is to go after them yeah. every day, eight hours a day sitting in a classroom. Hey, and I'm all for, I'm all for uh, not escaping the public school system and taking your witness in there. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, a great thing. Mm -hmm. I still support that today. But there's coming a time when either you're, you're going to have to make a choice. I mean, these things being taught to five-year-olds – as a parent, you got to make a choice and you got to find a thank goodness there's open enrollment and you can yeah. vouchers and all that. You can get your kid to a school, a public yeah. school that actually believes good stuff, but I won't teach this stuff. But the mass majority I think is, is the other critical race theory, common core, all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. just to degrade. And if they can, if they can get a student to doubt how they were raised, they have them. Yep. And yep. I've, 
I'm not going to go into any detail, but I've definitely got per- or firsthand experience with that. And it's not good. It's mm. not good. It creates a lot of issues. But yeah. Okay. Well, well, we need to go after this show and, uh, and get some good sleep. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. We need to go after this show and get some good sleep on my pillows. Yes, sure. we do. <laughs> yes, we do. We want to thank my pillow, of course. Yes. Um, for just sponsoring the show, being a supporter of the network, um, and just making some really great products. Yes. And really if great. you want to join Mike Lindell and my pillow, yeah. you can support, uh, you can support our network. Give us a, a shout out and, uh, we'll definitely have some conversations. I know we've got other ones in the wings and if you have yep. a, if you have an organization that you want to be represented here on the AGA network with all the different shows we have going on, uh, come be a sponsor and be a part of it. Yeah, Absolutely. So if you're interested in the MyPillow, go to MyPillow.com, promo code AGA, get you all those great discounts. Like Rob said, possibly even Mike's book. I think that's I think so. Yeah, I think that's what comes um, with it. So check that out. At great products in there. And like I said, I've been using I've been using MyPillows for two years. Well, the same MyPillow for two years. And it's uh it's just as good as the day I got it. I love that thing. So make sure you are following us on locals, join our locals community, support AGA.com and just make sure you stay in touch with us at AJTV at www.aga.network. That way, if we get censored anywhere else, I mean, you can go to Rumble and watch us. Subscribe there. That'd be great. Give us a Rumble. Smash the Rumble button. It's the same thing as a like button, I guess. Whatever. Um, but but go there, but there's no guarantee we're going to be there forever. Just because it's a free speech platform now doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. We've seen that with some other... DuckDuckGo. Duck, yeah. Too bad. I like them there for a minute, but whatever. Go to AJTV, follow us there. We'll always be there. Anything else you guys want to touch on today? No, it's all good, man. Okay. Well, first right. one down in the new studio. Yeah, and plenty more to go. So yep. make sure you guys check, keep checking back. We're going to keep uh, bringing you some great content coming out of the new studios. We're so excited to be here filming and recording from here. So until we talk to you guys next week, have a great weekend and stay awake. Stay awake.